Hello, it's your host, Kat Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Trip On This. This podcast is for mature audiences and is not suitable for young children. Trip On This is intended for entertainment purposes only, and we do not condone the use of illegal substances. Enjoy the show. What is up, everyone? It is your host, Kat. Thank you so much for being back with me today with for another episode of Trip On This. For this week, I'm with my guest, Joe Cole, and we are talking all things festival life. Joe has been to over 15 festivals per year since 2010. That's a lot of festivals. And in this in this episode, he talks about what it is that keeps bringing him back year after year to festival life, the different types of festivals, and really why he thinks it's important for adults to continue to put themselves in creative places and positions to continue to play ultimately, to stay vibrant in your day-to-day life. Personally, I couldn't agree more. Festivals for me are just whew, extreme joy. It is an extreme amount of joy for me to go and dance and connect with others. Of course, I have uh, partaken uh, with a psychedelic or two at a festival and no doubt that certainly amplifies the experience, but it isn't the experience. The experience is just coming together and just having fun having genuine fun. And so I hope this episode is illuminating for those who have never been to a festival. Just want to learn more about it, see what it's all about. A couple quick housekeeping things. If you are enjoying this episode, please share, share it, like it, subscribe. I can never quite get this right, but I'll get there. Um, But yeah, do all the things that uh, help support me. That would be so helpful. Also, if you want to help support the show, there are donation links in the link to this episode. And that is all I've got for you. With that, enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip on This. My next guest is Joe Cole. He is a creative strategist and an avid festival goer. I am so excited to have him here with us today. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, nice to be here. So before we jump into all things festival, which for those listening and watching, that is going to be really kind of the the focus of this episode. I'd love for you to tell us just a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Talk to us a little bit more about being a creative strategist, what that means. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm 34. I'm from Southern California, just a little bit outside Los Angeles. Uh, creative strategist. Yeah, I, I basically uh, think about things uh, in both a creative and a strategic way, and I've used that. You know, work. I've worked on a lot of different brands at some of the bigger ad agencies in the U.S. And uh, yeah, I have a lot of interests outside the festival scene, but that's uh, you know, it combines a lot of my favorite things from you know, hanging out with friends to dancing, to art, to music, to, you know, expression all in one. Love that. I love it. So let's set the stage a little bit. Um, when was your first festival experience and and where did you go? Yeah. Uh, so I would say that, uh, prior to my first festival experience, I had friends in college who, uh, went to Coachella and I kind of like, Oh, that, you know, that seems interesting. It seems like something I'd be into eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was, I think it was in 2008, I saw a bunch of, a bunch of my friends came over to our frat house and they were all dressed up, ready to go to EDC. And I was like, wow, that actually looks really interesting. Um, I'm going to plan to go to that next year. And I did. So EDC 2009, uh, back when I was still in LA, I think it was, 
it was not till 2011 that it went to, to Las Vegas. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that was my first uh, big festival experience. It was my first rave. It was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of, a lot of different things all at once. And it was, it was awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, for those. And by the way, that was my first as well, uh, because then I was EDC 2017. And for those listening and watching that are not familiar with EDC, it is electric Daisy carnival and it is exactly what it sounds like. Neon, neon lights, just everybody dressed up. So many fireworks. I mean, it is a sensory overload in the best kind of way with just bomb ass music because obviously you and I we both love electronic music. Um, so I love that we just started out with going all in on a big festival like that. Um, so how many festivals would you say you have been to roughly? Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on what you define as a festival. I, I would say, you know, there are people who would only define a festival as a multi-day experience. I would say a festival could still be something that is uh, a one-day experience, mm -hmm. you know, especially if there's multiple stages or lots of different bands. And I would say I've probably been around 15 of those on average uh, every year for the past uh, 10 years. Wow. Yeah, if you, if wow. you include the, the big multi-day camping things. And then things that, you know, including things that aren't even necessarily festivals, like I would call Burning Man a festival, but it's, you know, it's still similar in many respects. And there are mm -hmm. definitely things that are both on the Burning Man scale and then much smaller that, you know, most people wouldn't necessarily call a festival, but there's still, you know, have many of the same elements. Yeah. Or like a all day lineup, right? I went to um, uh, sure. like Paradise, Paradise, uh, dang, I forgot what it's called, but it basically like a one day feels like a festival. It's outdoor, different artists. Is that kind of what you're counting as sure, a yeah. one day type of thing? Yeah, there's lots of different uh, genres, but yeah, I mean, if, if there's a, if there's a you know a lot of different music and you know art people, uh, you know that kind of experience, you know, it looks it looks a lot different in different cities, or if you're camping out in the middle of you know nowhere uh, and everything in between. You said there's different types of genres. Can you unpack that a little bit? Sure. I mean, yeah, I think there, you know, you have like your, you know, mainstream kind of like Coachella festivals, you know, some people camp for Coachella, some people stay in Airbnbs. You have, you know, things like outside lands or across where, you know, it's kind of like in a city, you know, people, people usually will stay in the city and, you know, either walk there or take an Uber or whatever. Uh, you have ones that are more, you know, transformational, something like a lightning in a bottle. Mm. Uh, you have ones that are more like raves, uh, you know, EDC, I would say is more like a rave, you know, meets a music yeah. festival. Uh, you have ones that are very focused on one genre, you know, Across. it could be electronic music or it could be a specific uh, subsection of electronic music. Uh, I've never been to Lost Lands, uh, but that's like more focused on like bass and dubstep music. Got it, got it. Um, and then you have, you know, things like that are like somewhat like Coachella, but maybe a little bit smaller, you, um, like uh, Austin City Limits or Lollapalooza, where they have kind of like a multi-genre. Sure. Uh, kind of a, try to appeal to a lot of different people. Do you have a preference? Uh, I'm definitely an electronic music guy, but mm -hmm. I do, I do, Coachella is still one of my favorite festivals. Uh, mainly they, have a, because... they have a bomb Coachella, I mean, sorry, they have a bomb uh electronic stage right or a couple of oh yeah they have this they they always have a great electronic lineup uh, i think though usually i don't put a priority on seeing electronic um, artists at coachella sometimes they do it depends on the artist depends on if mm -hmm. i've seen them uh but i really like coachella because uh they may they have such a 
a good like year for finding new music and new artists yeah. and emerging artists and sounds and kind of like servicing them. So I really try to see as many artists as possible there. I mean, I kind of approach every every festival differently. Some of them are more. I don't do any prep work and kind of just kind of go where, go where the music takes me or go where the day takes me. Uh, some of them I listen, you know, very extensively to every artist in the lineup or as many of them as possible. Some of them I have more of a plan. It just, it just kind of depends. I love that. How do you negotiate uh, festivals, stages with your friends? Do you kind of have a good, I know, like, obviously, when you, if you've got a very specific lineup that you want, how does that work? How do you go like, all right, I want to do this, this, and this. Do you go off on your own? Do you have somebody like on the plan with you that trusts you? How does that work for you? Um, I mean, honestly, it really depends. Uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's very much like I'll do whatever the heck I want. Like I've had, there's definitely been notable times where, you know, I'm like, Hey, everyone should go see this artist. I'm going to go see this artist at this time. Who wants to come with me or we're somewhere else. I'm like, I'm going to go see this artist and no one comes to me. And I'm like, all right, yeah. see you all later. <laughs> I'm going to go make new friends and, you know, have new experiences, whatever. Like for, again, for me, like the music is definitely super key. But then there are other times where I'm like, okay, like I kind of want to see that artist, but I'm having a great time here, you know, with my friends or with my new friends or yeah. whatever reason I'm going to stay here. Like it's, it's very, I think it's been, I think people kind of like lock into to one or the other, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to see exactly what I want to see no matter what, or yeah. I'm going to, which I, you know, I think is, I think it's still great. And I've definitely done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think there, there are way too many people who, like oh i really want to see this artist and just you know their friends don't want to go so then they miss it and it's like that's like in my yeah. opinion so dumb like yeah. if you want to go see an artist like go see an artist like your friends your friends will be able to meet back up with you and you know whatever like don't don't see somebody that you're gonna you're not excited about just because like no one will go with you i agree i fully fully agree you said uh something about making new friends have you made a lot of new friends at festivals before? <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because uh, obviously we know each other, you know, a little bit, but not not extremely well. And uh, yes, to to a, almost to a fault. Uh, <laughs> All of your friends you met at festivals. <laughs> I've met I've met a lot of different friends at festivals. Uh, you know, and everything from people who I have, you know. Oh, like I see them every once in a while, or we, you know, we meet up or say what up, you know, at different events to people who, you know, I've stayed with them dozens of times or, you know, flown across the country to visit them. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's very easy for me to make, to make new friends, both in the moment, uh, but also, you know, at the same time, you know, find people who are actually, you know, worthy of making a, a more genuine, longer lasting connection. Yeah, I actually, um, one of my best friends and I went to cross together. I think it was our first cross together. It was my second time going, but her first. And we were just having the time of our lives, just dancing the whole time. And there was a girl right in front of us. And she just turned around, started dancing with us. We ended up connecting. It's my friend Carla, and I'm going to totally tell her to watch this. We start connecting. We kick it with her the whole day. It was freezing. It was one of the March uh, cross events. It was like kind of rainy and blah, blah, blah. And... Uh, my friend, my other friend had lost her jacket. And so she, um, uh, Carla had given her like her jacket, her, she had an extra jacket and like an extra scarf and everything. Like, 
and just let her like have it. And she's like, just bring it back to me the next day. Mind you, she didn't know us. Like we had never um, met before that day. And she's like, no, no, I like, I just, I trust you. And either way, we talked to her later. Obviously we then dropped it off. The next day we connected with her. We stayed in touch. The next time we went to Crossed, we stayed with her. We hung out maybe like two or three more times and we all went to Europe together. We traveled, like we had the most amazing time. It was just that immediate connection. And like, she is one of, she's one of both of our closest friends still. And I'm just like, and then we, and of course, once we went to Europe, we went to so many different shows. It was like a techno tour of like Amsterdam and London. And it was sick, but it's that community aspect, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really, I mean, there's, I've also said this a little bit, like when it comes to like dating apps, like I've not, not necessarily always been the biggest fan of them because it's really hard to, if you're so like invested into like, you know, the festival culture, which, you know, it's not just me, like there are hundreds of thousands of people, I think who who fit that. But, you know, I'd said, I'd said for, for quite some time, you know, it'd be more likely to meet especially because I made so many good friends at festivals, they'd be more likely to meet like a partner, Mm -hmm. potential partner at a festival versus a dating app because, you know, whether, whether it's a friend or or someone you're romantically interested in, you know, if you're both at a festival, it shows, okay, we both have, and you, you know, you already look like the look of each other there. Like you have similar tastes in music, what you like to do with your free time. Yeah. uh, You know, the way you express yourselves, like it's, it kind of, checks a lot of boxes that you might not be able to get off somebody's you know dating profile or you know a work friend or somebody you know you just kind of meet at a bar like you're, you're not going to really get all of that at once absolutely um, when I was on a dating app um I'm not anymore but uh when I was I remember thinking that very a lot and I actually put like like going, this was before this was in 2020 and it was like Burning Man. I was like, can't wait for Burning Man. And like talked about like house and techno, like re- like loves to dance. Like I like made a very big point because it actually is a really big part of my lifestyle. I talk about this on another episode as well. Like I, um, it's, it's something I want to like put out there because I'm like, if that doesn't sound interesting to you or like the idea of Burning Man for people that aren't into Burning Man that does not, that is not the vibe for them. And like, it's going to say a lot about me. Like that's, I was doing it on purpose. Like it says a lot about me that I'm like, I'm going to Burning Man so that it would open up uh, that. It ultimately, like, I just, yeah, like you're saying, like, I think I just was, I just went off dating apps because I didn't want to be on it anymore. But um, it's, uh, it definitely, I, I wanted to make that point for exactly the point that you're saying is I didn't want to miss, I didn't want to like, you know, I look, you know, you, just looking at my picture, you wouldn't know what I'm into. Like, I love tech house and techno. Like, I don't think I like, it's not all over the, you wouldn't know until I said it. And I want to go with a partner to a show, you know? Right. Yeah. I think, and I think, yeah, that's why it's so easy to really make friends because everyone there is kind of open Mm -hmm. and, you know, excited to be there. And it's really easy to like find the people who are like, you know, even more like, you know, connected with you. Like one of my best friends who I actually also met across uh we we to this day yeah i've met a lot of people across it's a great Uh, festival yes uh, one of my favorites um (laughs) i've only missed i only missed the second one that's because i just didn't know they were bringing it back in the fall Mm. and i just i had already had plans that weekend when i found out about it but 
um, yeah, we, we met each other. We, neither of us to this day knows, remembers, <laughs> should, should I say, uh, who is the first person to approach each other. But we both had the thought, that guy looks really cool. I'm going to become friends with him. We were both barefoot and dancing in the fountains all day. He ditched his friends to hang with us. We hang out, hung out the whole next day. Uh, a few months later, or no, a few a few weeks later, because we met in the spring. A few weeks later, mm-hmm. we um, met up at Coachella, um, and then we met up in the fall. Crossed again. He didn't. He lived in, in Texas, and then I at Crossed, I, I was like, hey, like I'm coming to ACL. Uh, in a few weeks is it cool if I crash with you and he's like oh yeah next question like it was like oh cool yeah so I stayed with him we had a great time and then uh, I actually ended up getting it because he lived in Austin uh, and I ended up getting a job offer for Dallas a few months later and Mm -hmm. it was like kind of like knowing that I knew a bunch of people in Texas that you know was able was part of the reason I was like oh yeah Texas is great and I ended up spending a lot of time in Austin while I was in Texas so uh, yeah I mean that's just a stranger in the crowd and then you know is now one of my still one of my closest friends so damn that is so fucking cool and you know you're like you've got a fun partner you got a partner in crime that like is down for having fun <laughs> which is important oh we've we've had a lot of fun <laughs> I yeah bet. i got him i got him to come out to lightning in the bottle he he brought me into his burning man camp like there's yeah we we've done a lot of things ah uh, destiny you guys are like soulmates just as friends it's beautiful what i mean yeah. you we kind of talking about it but you know, 15, 15 festivals or festival types, shows, whatever, a year for the last decade. What keeps bringing you back? Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's so many things, uh, you know, obviously the music, uh, dancing, uh, you know, we've touched on the community aspect, like mm-hmm. especially that so many of my friends now are part of the festival scene in some capacity mm-hmm. um like obviously i have friends outside of it but the people i you know generally spend the most time with on, you know on my free time because my free time is generally spent doing you know fun dancey mm-hmm. uh concerty whatever type things if they're not actually festivals um but yeah i mean i love i love like the opportunity to you know be creative and be in a creative environment get inspiration that way i love the opportunity to dance. I love, you know, the opportunity to, you know, meet new people. I, I'm definitely, <laughs> I definitely love uh, meeting new people, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, friends of friends or, you know, just, you know, barefoot strangers in the crowd or, a, you know, a bunch of girls that want glitter, you know, it's, it's like, whatever it is, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I am a huge fan of just being, being in that environment. Um, it's just, it's what I've chosen to, you know, kind of spend you know, deliberately spend my time doing and, you know, zero regrets. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like when you're having, when you're reaching so much joy and having so much fun, I I can imagine not. Why do you think it's important for adults to put themselves in a creative environment in general? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I think honestly, like when, when you stop creating, you kind of stop living. Mm -hmm. And when you stop when you stop like being like, you know, there's like a sense of, you know, when you, when you're, when you're, when you're being playful, like that's kind of like where, you know, you exist best as a human. I think oh, like yeah. you're, when you're being creative, when you're in a creative environment, when you're having fun, like you're like the best version of yourself. Like I, I get this a lot. Like people are always like, they're always surprised to hear that I'm 
as old as I am, like I get, I, I still get taken for like someone who's in their mid twenties. And do. I think part of the reason is because, you know, I'm, I like having fun. I like smiling. I like, yeah. I like dancing. Like I like being active. Like I'm not worried. Like, I mean, I feel like most of my friends are very much like, you know, work, work hard, play even harder types. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it takes a lot of money to <laughs> a lot of money and, and, you know, a good setup to be able to fly around the country and, you know, go to festivals and, you know, as well as doing other things. Yeah. Good motivation and, to do well at work. Yeah, <laughs> for absolutely. Sure. So it's, you know, it's, I think, I think, yeah, I think people who kind of, you know, live, you know, these like quiet, you know, introverted, introspective lives, like that's, that's totally fine too. But like, I think, you know, for me, like my friends are just so, you know, fun and, you know, pushing, pushing themselves forward and doing all these awesome, cool things. And that's, that's where I like to be. That's where I like to be about. Yeah. That's, that's beautifully put. And I, it's the same for me too, that, that sense of play is so important and, um, it really does bringing out like the kid in a way in you and that playfulness really does keep you young and it keeps you vibrant and it keeps you, uh, fun to be around. It, it makes me better at work. It makes it, it's so often it, it is a, a, a fuel for me in my life. And, um, I absolutely. Think, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say for me, like, uh, it was a couple years ago, uh, actually in the middle of an acid trip at cross, uh, that I kind of reframed myself as an artist, like, you know, you know, you know, viewing myself, you know, as a creative person, but, you know, going even further to like, Oh no, I'm an artist. And I think, um, you know, that helped to kind of clarify a lot of, a lot of the reasons why I do love festivals and, you know, why it is such a creative environment. Like it is so inspirational for me and like so many of my, I do art in a lot of different forms. Um, but, festival environments because everyone is being so creative because it is itself a creative environment because you are you know creating art you know everyone everyone at a festival is creating some sort of art whether it's you know the clothes they wear the fashion um the dance moves they're doing the Mm -hmm. the music they're playing uh, whatever it is like they're creating art and people are taking it in and doing doing their own art with it so I love that perspective. Yeah, but that's, that's, you're so right. Everybody's contributing to the art of a festival. I've never thought of it that way, but that's a really cool perspective. And for me, like, I mean, I work in creative field and creative profession. So constantly bombarding myself with new creative expressions and, you know, seeing people do that Mm -hmm. is intrinsic to not only who I am, but also like what I do for a living. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's key for me. I love it. Why do you think, I mean, so festivals have gone up. I mean, obviously, and I, I, I will ask how, how it has been for you. Cause obviously we know uh, COVID put a real damper in that festival plan, <laughs> but, um, before, before of course, of course, COVID, it was something like 30 million, uh, 30 million people a year were attending festivals that, that you know, this kind of recently, and it has only been going up. Do you have a sense of why that is? Like, what's what's the trend here? Um, I mean, I, I, I honestly think about the trends trends for a living. So yeah. there's there's I think a lot of different things. Uh, one is you know it's it's a money maker if you're doing it right. You know, it takes it takes a couple years for a music festival to really start earning money. Like usually, that's why so many music festivals fail in their first couple years because they borrow a bunch of money and then they don't make it back and then they mm-hmm. fold. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones who stick around, uh, you know, 
like a Coachella or a Cross, mm-hmm. the ones that are, you know, do it right and they grow smartly. They're making really great money. I think, you know, when it comes to why they, you know, keep growing, keep getting bigger, why more and more people keep going to them. I mean, I think there's just more availability. You know, when I was in college, there was, there was a few raves here and there yeah. uh, in California and there was Coachella, which had been going on for some time. And then that was largely it. I mean, there was, you know, maybe a few other things here and there. Um, I think Austin city limits mm-hmm. uh, was another one. Um, but yeah, there really wasn't a lot of options. And now it's like, there's a lot of different options and, you know, you don't have to travel from across the country to find a music festival in your home city or your home state or, you know, a short drive or plane flight away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, because of social media, especially like it's really easy to, you know, like I think back to like my experience, like it's like literally just seeing my friends dressed up for EDC. And I was like, oh, like just just based on how you're dressed, like that looks like something I'd be interested in going to. I, you know, I already think I kind of like the music. So um, nowadays, you know, before you, before any any teenager has gone to Coachella, they have the opportunity to see their friends or see their older friends, you know, going there and like, oh, that looks interesting and fun. And they might not know really anything about it other than, you know, their friend, their older friend taking a photo by the Ferris wheel. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, then they go there and discover that they like it for other reasons or discover it's not for them. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, you have the opportunity to to do it. And I think, yeah, in, in today's environment, there's definitely, a, you know, I work in social media stuff. So there's definitely a little bit of, uh, you know, have to be like a social media arms race. You know, I think it pushes people on their vacations, on their, you know, how they choose, what they choose to do in their free time, the festivals they go to, uh, you know, how they, how they, you know, conduct their weddings or, you know, their uh, uh, gender reveals or whatever it is. Like there's a little bit of like have to do it for the gram, you know? Uh, And I I think that pushes it too. And then, you know, there are some people who they go to festivals and literally all they care about is taking photos, which is, I know a lot of people, uh, and like the festival culture don't necessarily like those people, but I love them because, Hey, you're having a great time here. And guess what? While you're here, that means there's one less person at the, the stage. stage I want to go to. <laughs> totally. And the, it's going to be, it's going to be easier for me to get close to the front, but still have enough space to dance. Yeah. I, uh, I hear you there. And look, who cares what people want to do and why they go, whatever. You're just showing like, totally. they're not part of your experience, but it is funny. People do get hung up. I've heard that a lot about um, Burning Man actually, because, uh, in recent times, I know that, and there's nothing more of a fashion statement, I would say, than Burning Man as a, of any singular festival, at least in my opinion, of <coughs> art, right? It is art, I mean, it's not, okay, it's not, I know it's not a music festival, but a place you go, you gather, there is music, maybe not an official stage kind of way, but um, the fashion, right? Burning Man fashion has been such a, I think the thing initially that grabbed a lot of people's attention on the gram like you're saying and um there's a big influx in and i know there's a lot of feelings about that for those who have been going for a long time um can you talk to us a little bit about burning man like what is it to you wow (laughs) so much uh (laughs) yes uh so yeah I, i definitely agree with you burning man is not what i would call a music festival um it's very different. There's no, there, it's a 24 seven type environment. Uh, I think one thing uh, that people are always worried about is like, Oh, like, how do I go, you know, as hard as I would go for a three day festival at Burning Man for seven days. And then, you know, you don't, 
it's because it's so 24 seven, you're missing 99% of it at any given moment. Like I, I've, I thought, you know, if you, if you dropped a hundred people into Burning Man and then asked them a week later, like, you know, what did you, you know, show me a diary of your week? Like, what did you do? You would find tons of people in that group of a hundred who have zero overlap with any other person. Wow. Like that's, that's just, there's, cool. you know, if you go to an EDC or, you know, Coachella, inevitably, you know, even if you get separated from your friends the whole day, you will find out that you were at the same set or, you know, ate some of the same food or, you know, saw the same art or whatever it was. But at Burning Man, there's so much going on that you could literally miss everything else that your friends did. Wow. Choose your own um, adventure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely um, choose your own adventure. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry, what was the, the other part of your Just, question? What is, you know, aside from, uh, obviously it's 24-7, how would you describe to someone the differences as opposed, besides the fact that there's stuff you can do, like what what is it? Very, I would say, like, what's the very short version of it to somebody who has never really understood Burning Man outside of the name? Yeah, I think so... So Burning Man is, yeah, I like to call it like an experiment out in the desert. It's completely different uh, than festivals, even though on, you know, on a very surface level, you might see somebody post a photo from a festival and then, you know, they post a photo from Burning Man. And you're like, okay, like I see there might be a similar thing. Uh, you know, some people have, there, there's definitely a kind of a Burning Man aesthetic a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And I would say, I would say like my, my overall aesthetic is basically, Burning Man meets Splash House, and I kind of basically run that aesthetic, not only at festivals, uh, but you know, in my real life as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a reflection of who you are. Yeah, um, I, I think there, there's definitely there are definitely people who go to Burning Man for the wrong reasons, but it is very difficult, uh, you know, to go. It's first of all, it's expensive. It's extremely hard to get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not. Um, I don't think there's going to be a burn. Uh, Burning Man this year, unfortunately, yeah, so. uh, just based on how long it takes to bring it all together and how many people need to be involved for that. Um, but I think and it will be back in 2020. Oh yeah, there's so many, so many moving, moving pieces. Yeah, and there's not and nobody just, knows what the hell's happening. By the way, timestamp, everybody, yeah. it's uh, it's still early 2021 here in January. So yeah, um, but. I think, I think Burning Man, you know, it's, it's so hard to get a ticket. It's so hard to go to, it's so hard to be there. You don't have, like, I, I've can't, I've been to Coachella, what, 11 times, 10 times. And I think, I think this year would have been my 12th Coachella or last year, rather it was 2020 last year, a few days ago, uh, would have been my uh, 12th Coachella, something like that. And I've been in the burn twice and it's, it's so completely different. I, I've camped at just about every Coachella I've done, which is very easy. There's hot showers, there's lots of bathrooms, lots of food stuff. You have kind of an organized, very organized camp situation. Nice. If you've ever seen like the cars lined up. Uh, most of the people I know who go to Coachella though, other outside of my group, they all usually stay at Airbnbs. There, there are no Airbnbs for Burning Man. You are camping out in the desert. Now, there are definitely people who bring RVs, but still those have their own issues, their own problems. And it's, it's not a completely like sanitary and safe environment. And, you know, it's, it's hard to do. And there, there are definitely different rules. It's much more participatory. There's the 10 principles of Burning Man, which Mm -hmm. um, 
have, have like their own, you know, kind of adapting to it. It's a very different environment, but you find, you find people are a lot more open. You find people are a lot more giving uh, a common misconception with Burning Man is that it exists on a barter system where, you know, you trade things and that's, that's not at all how it works. It's, it's gifting where, you know, you give away things without any expectation of any kind of return. Now, you know, you might get a gift and be like, wow, this is awesome. Like, wow, I have something for you too, you know, but you're not like trading. You're not saying, okay, I'm going to give you, you know, two beers and I want a sandwich. (laughs) Right, right, right. It would be pretty hard to actually like barter, like, especially if somebody's just the monetary value, you're like, so what does that equal? Like, yeah, then you're just kind of rooting the whole, I would imagine the whole magic, all the magic around. Yeah. It just becomes about money and bartering again and. It's it's just an amazing place. There's everyone everyone's just really so open and participatory. Um, you know, whether it's weird jokes or yelling things or talking to strangers, like everyone's just in it. And it's I mean, yeah, there are definitely people who aren't and you know, just like anywhere you there's people you're not gonna get along with. But yeah. I think they're I think the, the burner culture uh, is really great. And there, you know, there's definitely people who you know and there's there's a lot of snark involved with with burning man in general but there's you know kind of like oh like it didn't used to be like this and you know etc 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 but that's in any any sort of thing and you know anything that's been going on long enough where you have people who've been going you know 10 20 years it's always going to be different you know i have tons of friends who you know to take another long-running thing like i have tons of friends who used to go to coachella don't go anymore they're like Oh, like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it keeps getting better every year. Like you're, you're missing out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't been, but like, that's my, I'm hoping, look, I don't, I don't know about 2021 what's happening with that, but, uh, 2022, hopefully, um, that will be my first year going there. It's time. It's finally time for me to be like, it's, I need to go to Coachella. <laughs> um, so just to segue a little bit over now to psychedelics. I think a lot of us know that uh, psychedelics and just like drugs in general, right? Party drugs, ecstasy, things like that have been part of a festival culture. Do you think that that is largely part of the openness that people feel? Do you think it's separate? Do you think it's all a mix of the two? Um, and that's a really interesting question. I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's probably part of it. I mean, I, I think when you know, you're, you're doing something that's a little bit different, you know, from the rest of, you know, from mainstream society by going to a festival, which, you know, they're increasingly mainstream, but I wouldn't say that, you know, everyone goes to them, obviously. I think when you're, when you're there period and, you know, you're dressed up and you're having fun. And I think that's, you're automatically going to be in a more open environment. And I think, you know, drugs, substances, drinking, whatever it is, like all of that contributes, you know, and I, I think that, you know, you're just naturally in a more open, you know, ready to meet people state. Now, obviously that is not true for everybody, but I I think, I think largely it can be. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's in some ways like part of the magic just to say, cause like, I mean, for me, like to already be feeling, um, so much joy, right? And the happiness from the experience you're at, you listen to your favorite music and then your experience is then like amplified into like this extreme place. And then you're with others who, whether they are or not, they're still sharing this like spectacularly heightened moment with you. 
And I think there is just an inherent bond and a lowering of that guard, a guardedness that I think most of us normally probably have uh, and a willingness to, to open up to one another in that state. Yeah, you're you're less, you know, you're being less inhibited and you know, your guard's down and, you know, and depending on, depending on the kind of, you know, festival it is, you know, you might, it might be more or less easier um, to put that guard down to meet, you know, to meet others who, you know, also are sim- in a similar kind of state of mind, mm-hmm. um, you know, versus like, you know, a lightning in a bottle versus a Coachella, which, you know, tends to skew a little bit younger and, um you know, it's more mainstream versus something that's like, okay, like we're all out here, you know, yeah, doing something like pretty awesome. So yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I would say my final ish question is just about, I'm going to put them together. What is your, let's just call it substance of choice. If you were to go to a festival and can you describe one of the most like fun, either moments or experiences you have under like a psychedelic experience at a festival? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I would say, yeah, my, I mean, my substance of choice is hundred percent acid. Like uh, I'm not, there's all obviously lots of, lots of different drugs out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, there are lots of reasons acid is my favorite. It's, it's a set it and forget it. It's really hard to have a bad time on acid. Like I've never, read anything approaching anything like a bad trip um you don't need a lot to have a good time uh it it does a lot for me on both the dancing the creative side um it enables me to get breakthroughs uh, you know just thinking about things mm-hmm. uh but yeah absolutely yeah acid for sure and then in terms of my my all-time favorite experience uh so i'll give you a little bit of backstory oh my here God, please. um <laughs> uh so as I mentioned, obviously, you know, I meet a lot of people at festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, uh, so this is still the backstory. Uh, so it was, 20, it was Coachella 2016. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Yeah, Coachella 2016. I um, was wearing a particular, um, uh, there's, there's a brand of shorts called Chubbies, and that's usually I mainly know. what I wear mm-hmm. to festivals. And I was wearing a particular one that I knew was going to be popular and, and I was kind of leaning into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so every time I saw somebody wearing those shorts, I like went up to them and I was like, yo, let's get a photo. Like we were wearing the same shorts. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a collage of um, photos? I, I think I, I think I got photos with like five, five different guys. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, one, one guy, I remember I met him and he's like, yeah, what's your name? And I was like, oh, I'm Jay Cole. Um, and he's like, oh, dude, my name's Cole. And I was like, oh, that's, wow, what a crazy coincidence. Your name's Cole. My last name's Cole. We're in the same shorts. Take a photo. Like, there, you could see because his girlfriend uh, took took a bunch of photos. And you can see literally the moment where he's, he's introducing himself. And I'm just like, that's crazy. Like, how, the same really? name? Like, that's wild. That's cool. And then, you know, yeah, didn't think anything of it. Um, wasn't on drugs. It was just, you know. Mm-hmm just a moment in time uh flash forward six weeks later uh i'm at a i'm at lighting in a bottle and this time i was on <laughs> i was on a lot of acid and i uh because because of the nature of where i went to the college uh, it was kind of a party school mm-hmm. um people were still really close but i have friends that are younger and they have friends that are younger and so on and so forth mm-hmm. uh, you know i was in a fraternity and i have friends there so 
I sometimes end up hanging out with kids, not kids, but people who are a lot younger than me. Mm-hmm. So at the time I was, you know, this was a couple years ago. I think I was maybe 29 and, uh, I ended up, I was ended up with a lot of, a lot of people who are like just out of college or in college mm-hmm. and uh, like kids from my fraternity that I knew. And they're all, they're all like rolling their head, their, Face their off. heads off. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was not, I was on acid and, uh, I asked around, I was like, oh, does somebody have any water? It's like, I forgot my camp. Like, oh, we don't have any water. And then I was like, oh, now I'm, now I feel responsible. Like all you kids need water. Like I'm going to go fill up water for everybody. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like my mindset. I like, I'm on a mission. I'm going to go he get water died. to save. Yes, exactly. <laughs> More of actually like a rave grandpa at this stage. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, so I was on a mission and uh, this guy stops me and he's like, hey, J. Cole, right? And I'm like, yeah yeah what's it do i know you and he's like it's cole and i was like what he's like remember the same shorts and i was like oh like from coachella and he's like wait we're do- we're doing it again and we looked down and we were both wearing the same shorts that's hilarious that we were wearing the first time we met another pick and i <laughs> yeah well so we got another pick of course and i it was mind-blowing and, then, and this is actually where it got even weirder was uh we were not wearing the same pair of sunglasses. That would have been kind of way too much, but it was actually in a weird way, like more, it was actually more in, intense because of that. He was wearing a pair of sunglasses that when I purchased the pair that I was wearing, I had purchased that one too as a present. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So you and guys it, was, have it was just like very, very similar style. You're like, Cole, you just like text him. You're like, I don't know what to wear. Like, what are you wearing today? <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I was just like, mind blown like again like you you know you could see in the photo i'm just like doubled over just like what like how this is and i wouldn't have even recognized him because he's the kind of guy who has like uh he grows facial hair really quickly so like you know if he shaves doesn't shave like you know for a few days like everything changes Mm -hmm. um but we took another photo and then you know i went and got the water and i was i was pretty high and i just remember like just trying to like just i just kept like focusing on it and i was like how is this possible like same name (laughs) same shorts same day same place same time like and like it basically like broke my brain and i uh like i i don't even like i basically blue screened of death and my my brain just reset and you know like there was a lot of different things that came out of that day. Uh, I, I was able to like make myself be less afraid of spiders and heights. I ended up going skydiving actually with Mike Kelly uh, a few months later. Really? Um, yeah, I uh, came across my life motto. It was because I, uh, at, at the end of, not the end of the day, but like many hours later, I was like, oh my God, I haven't eaten since like breakfast and it's like 8 p.m. Breakfast like, like three exactly. days ago? Because you're in a festival. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, no, it was it was the day before. It okay, was the day right. of, but it was, I hadn't eaten for like you know like yeah, well, thirteen hours, and I'd been dancing, you know, running yeah. around all day, and I was like, oh, I know exactly what I want to eat. You know, I had one of the best meals of my life last year here at Lighting in a Bottle, and that's exactly what I'm going to get. So I went to this this like food food cart stand or whatever, and I was like, okay, I know what I want. Um, and by the way, this is also what I love to do at festivals because usually you, you're, you know, you're eating super healthy, you're working out, going yeah, into yeah, a festival yeah. and you're, so you're looking great. And then once you get there, you're it's like, oh, I need all the, car- all the carbs and cheese, you know, that I've not been eating. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and 
one of my favorite things to do is to ask them what the two best things are on the menu and then have them combine that. And sometimes you get things for free or you get things at a really big discount or you the flavors all combined in a really delicious way or all of the above. Um, so I went to this place and I was like, okay, I had this last year. I want to get you know these two things combined. And the guy's like, oh, I can't do that. And I was like, sure you can. Like, you know, I have money. I had it last year. I know you could do it. They're on your menu. And he's like, I can't do that. I was like, okay. Like I reached into like my fanny pack and I pull out like a wad of 20s. And I'm like, look, I'm willing to give you whatever it costs oh to get God. that, but I'm going to get that. Um, he's like, all right, let me just go talk to my manager. And this is, I mean, this is like, you know, a back and forth for several minutes. People yeah. are behind me. Everyone's asking like, oh, what is it? Like, is it really good? I'm like, trust me. Like, you I'm know, about to drop a hundred dollars on this combined. One of the right best. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, one of the best things I've ever eaten, you know, risk everything. It's worth it. Um, so the guy comes back. He's like, all right, it's 20 bucks. I'm like, no problem. I later counted it. It was 120 bucks and I was willing to give 120 bucks for it. Uh, and let me, let me see if I can get this. It was a ground beef and cream cheese, stuffed jalapeno, Jack Daniels pork, macaroni and cheese grilled cheese sandwich wow that sounds delightful <laughs> it sounds like there's a zillion calories in it but it sounds so good to me which you need yeah, yeah. no it oh, was at a festival after that long especially if you've been taking anything your like metabolism is like revving up yeah oh yeah 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 you deserve that that for sure is the best meal i've ever had and risk everything actually became my life motto i actually had that tattooed on my ribs um, so I, I came out and, and so, you know, mind you, I've meet, met this guy Cole two times and they don't have his last name. I don't have a phone number. We've taken some photos. That's about it. I tried to find him on Facebook, found out later that he had deleted Facebook. I, I wrote an essay. I was like, this is the life changing, like, you know, my, you know, I have a life motto, like all this stuff, like, you know, the best meal of my life. Boom. I was like, you know, I'm going to, I hope to meet this guy again because like, I want to tell him like how much he changed my life. I hope he sees this. Let's put it out there. Well, Let's no, no, no. You, wait for it. Oh, wait for it. Oh, there's more. Okay, good. Uh, there's way more. This is, this Keep is, going. that was, that was the, the, the biggest like ass experience, but this is, there, there's still way more to the story. Mm -hmm. So we go, we fast forward to cross, uh, which is like what, seven, eight months later, nine months later. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The, the next cross. So it went from May to the following March. And uh, we're leaving the festival. I knew he lived in San Diego. I'm leaving the festival. Like, you know, everyone's like queuing out. And I hear somebody yell, Jake Cole. And like, I was like, what? And I see, I see somebody and he has a full beard. I would have walked past him, would not have recognized him. Yeah. And he's like, it's Cole. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, I've thought so much about you. Like, I was like, before we do, and it was one, it was, it was one of those cold cross, you know, it was a March one. Yeah. And I was like, before we do anything, uh, let me, let me, my, I have shorts underneath these leggings. Like, let me, let me get your phone number. Like we must be friends. Yes. And he's like, all right, yeah, cool. And I, so I reach into my, I reach, I, I, I like pull my leggings down a little bit to get my phone. I realize I'm wearing again, the same shorts. That's hilarious. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even, I, are you wearing this? He's like, no, dude, that's, that'd be so crazy. If I was, he's like, my, my home's like three, three blocks away. We're all going over. You should come over with us and I'll, I'll put them on. So we go over, he puts the shorts on, we get another photo. I show him the essay I wrote. He reads it and he's like, oh my gosh. He's like, you should camp with us for Coachella. And then I said, well, actually like our camp from last year kind of like went 
some people like are going to 2016 or weekend two permanently. Some people like broke up with each other. Like our whole camp went from like 30 people to like seven. I was like, we're absolutely going to do that. Um, so I camped with them, met a whole bunch of people. Um, you know, there's way more to way more to the story, but I mean, like he's now, I would now consider him my brother, like me and my sister and him are in a group text of the Coles. I flew out and surprised him in Paris, uh, when he got in, when he got engaged. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's one of my closest friends. I stayed, stayed with him multiple nights when I was in Austin a few weeks back. Like, yeah. Damn. Well, do you and see all, everyone listening? Why people love festivals like this? Like you've met like two of your best friends pretty much from festival oh, life. Yeah. Like um, you have your life motto from a festival. Like that's fucking cool. And I mean, that whole group of friends, like, I mean, that's, there's, yeah. there's, there's 10, 20, 30 people in that group of friends who, you know, I, to various degrees I've hung out with, you know, all over the country, festivals, traveling. So yeah. Fucking epic story, Joe. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, for telling that story. That just made me also have like major FOMO for the fact that we can't go to festivals, but it makes me just so excited for that day when we're back on that dance floor. <sighs> it's home. Feels like home. So thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. Thank you again. And for everyone listening and watching, as always, trip on this.